0: hello and welcome to the next podcast of way chill life i'm rachel hammond your spiritual guidance counselor hey welcome back thanks for taking a listen today today's topic is going to be the inner child dun-dun-dun What does that mean? The inner child. I am trying to do little topics that are relevant or maybe uh, words that are being thrown around a lot that if you're not into the spiritual world or in a psychology world or counseling, you may not understand what these words mean and how they affect you and how they could actually help you. So today we're going to talk about your inner child. What does that even mean? So through studies, including my lovely psychology in Hastings, Nebraska at Hastings College, and as well as working with some fantastic counselors, some really great gurus, and some wonderful people, and of course, reading lots of books, books were before podcasts, I have learned a little bit about what we call the three parts of the human psyche. Our soul, I guess you could say, or how we react to things or how our spirit evolves is kind of based on three separate sections. And the three separate sections is our inner child, our self, our middle self or ego, and then our higher self. That's it. So when we talk about our inner child, our inner child tends to be that joy and happiness. It can be you at any age. Uh, It could be you at, you know, two years old, or it could be you at 11 years old. Uh, And it often changes, uh, I found out, through whatever the situation is or what I'm doing, which version of my younger self will show up or give me information. What I have personally found is that your inner child is that little person inside of you, whether it's uh, male or female or androgynous, it doesn't really matter. It's the young version of you. It's often discouraged to be childlike after college. In fact, uh, corporations, um, major businesses, government, church, everybody tells you to grow up. And you need to become an adult, and you need to take things seriously. And you need to have more drama, and more pain, and more suffering in your life. Because that's how we all live. Yeah, screw that. Your inner child is this inner part of every single being. I even think our animals have it too, but... We'll stick to humans right now. It is that inner part of you that is your true joy and happiness. It is your insight. It is your intuition. It is, well, for me, it's the little girl that will kick me with her pointy cowboy boots when I'm doing something wrong or if I'm heading into a dangerous area. Your inner child is... You. It's really not another spiritual guide. It's not um, an alien or another angelic being. It is you. It's all you. So your inner child is this fun, joyous, giddy part of you that I think you could think about the last time that you really had a good belly laugh. That's your inner child coming out. Or if you, you know, heaven forbid, laughed at a fart joke, that's your inner child. Um, it's really fun if you have children, because if they're in the younger ages, you know, under each 10 or so, you can really see and make and help create their inner child to be the absolute best and the most positive for them. How cool is that? But we're not talking about your kids right now. We're talking about you and what it means to connect and to listen to your inner child. So we kind of understand now that our inner child is that part of our soul that brings us our joy and our intuition and really kind of knows what's going on underneath all of it. It's also where we hold a lot of our pain, and many people lock away their inner child because, well, Sometimes crappy things happen to good people, especially at an early age. Some things we don't understand either, and they still may get locked away and misunderstood. So the middle part, the middle self, or sometimes called the ego, this is usually the voice that you hear in your head. Most of us don't hear our inner child in our head. Most of us hear the ego or the middle self. This is that bossy part of you that always tells you what you're doing wrong. This is that great part of you that tells you when you look really, really good or when you look really, really like shit. And there seems to be no editing with this voice either. Um, It can really control you and make you super depressed. Or it could do the exact opposite and create a false world around you that you're living in la-la land and... um, have some sort of perception that really is just your perception um, because your self has created this um, fairy tale land around you and you don't see reality that can happen too so your middle self that's the voice in your head that's what drives you that's what keeps you going that's what makes you want to have that faster car or more children uh, is your middle self or your ego And of course, you can get much more technical definitions through any book or psychologist. I'm giving you my perspective because I'm trying to keep it simple, silly. Yeah, good old KISS standard here, keeping it simple. So then we talk about the third part of a human being's soul or self, and that's your higher self. Oh, that's when we hear the angels sing. When we see our higher self, it's everything we are to become. Seriously, it's that gorgeous and fantastic. The higher self holds our highest wisdom. In fact, the higher self holds all wisdom. It knows everything. It knows everything about you, about your past, your present, and your possible futures. It knows what your life path is, it knows what you're going to become, it knows your trials and tribulations, this part of you is what seems to be the area that a lot of people are grabbing for, they want to know what does my future hold, when am I going to get married, when am I going to have children, how am I going to pay these bills, when am I going to make it big, when am I going to get that real job? these are the things that we ask to our higher selves, or we go and pay Miss Cleo on the phone to tell us what our higher selves has in store for our future. Our higher self is the most fantastic, beautiful, incredible, everything magical about you. Even if you think that you are a piece of shit, and we all go through those stages, your higher self isn't. Your higher self, no matter what form, stage, or how you perceive yourself, is always in the perfect alignment with Source or God. It's pretty cool. I've uh, experienced my higher self through meditation, and every time I call in my higher self to help me with the situation, I find that the higher self really doesn't speak verbally, but instead inspires, gives messages through images, gives gifts of vibration and light and all that kind of groovy stuff. But really, your higher self doesn't come to you and say, okay, Jack, this is what you got to do. You are really screwing up here and here and you need to really get yourself back up aligned. Mm, Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. But your higher self will always be there to guide you to help you become the best of you, not the best of What the TV says or Facebook or social media says, this is the best and the newest and this is how you should look and this is how you should act. Actually, your higher self already knows how you should look and act and already is there because you already are your higher self because there is no such thing as time outside of this planet. I know, going too far out there, reel it back in. So now we have simple definitions of the three parts of our soul, of who we are, our inner child, our self, and our higher self. And when we have conscious alignment, when we are one and we are balanced, means that we're working with all three parts of our body, or excuse me, of our soul, of our metaphysical, that gooey stuff that doesn't really register anywhere. I have a great little example of working with your inner child. So about 10 years ago, I was very fortunate enough to work with a shaman, Rebecca Green. And Rebecca Green was a phenomenal shaman because she was the first person who actually put me in a meditation to connect me with my inner child to find out what it was that I was really running from or hiding from. About 10 years ago was the time in my life that I was so um, incredibly busy, that way I didn't have to think about my spirituality. Isn't that funny? Uh, 10 years ago, this was in New Orleans, and I sat probably on five or six different boards, um, from everything from French Quarter Festival to the Hotel Lodging Association. And I kept myself extremely busy with work, And I kept myself extremely busy outside of work, let alone the friends that I had and the bar games and everything else that we did. And at the same time, I did own a gloss blowing studio. So I had a lot on my plate and I really loved the fact that I wasn't present. Instead of being present, I was planning on my next costume that I would wear in two years. Seriously, it's New Orleans, it's all about Mardi Gras, it's all about partying and celebration, and I personally refuse to wear the same costume twice. I mean, I'll use the same parts, but not the same idea. So always uh, looking for costume parts, always buying stuff, always making something. I always was pushing forward to what was happening in the next three months, the next year, the next two years, up to three years down the road. And at this point in my life, I really did have a a calendar out that uh, was paper and went three years out because that's how I thought we were supposed to be. It uh, isn't, but that's another story. So here I am, caught up in so much work that I don't even see myself, don't even know how I exist in the present moment because I'm full of worry, doubt, and fear with debt that I have to keep looking towards the future to make more money to keep everything afloat and putting on a wonderful facade for everybody to make sure that everyone around me is as happy as they can be and that I can create the most joyful situation out of anything. Yes, I was the hostess with the mostess and I was faking it so well. So, Rebecca and I got to do our meditation, and I had been doing some Reiki work at this time, and I understood the higher self, the middle self, and the ego. I knew about it. I studied it, you know, was it Freud and all of our favorite in psychology in college? But I never really did anything with it until her. And so in this meditation, she took me to a safe place where I actually could reintroduce myself to her, to my inner child. And what I found out was is that I had been ignoring myself. I had been ignoring myself for 15 years. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's quite a realization because see, I was in an area that was about having fun. I mean, come on, New Orleans is carnival. We had a party event every other week. So I should have been in the most joyous time of my life there, but I was so disconnected from who I was and my purpose that uh, I kind of lost myself. I kind of got lost in other people's dreams and other people's dramas. And what other people wanted and really not at all what I wanted. And that's why I tell people don't take on other people's drama. You got enough of your own shit. You don't need to carry the load of anybody else. So you empaths and you people that like to worry, drop it. Deal with your own shit. So in this meditation, she took me in and we imagined through this meditation that I was actually an adult playing in a room with my inner child, with myself at the age of probably six. when I first showed up with the pigtails and cowboy boots on. And this was the moment that I realized I totally have ignored my own personal happiness and instead had placed what was happiness from others in there. What do I mean by that? For example, I spent 10 years in a bar every Sunday watching football games for my husband to make sure that he was completely happy, surrounded with his friends and doing exactly what he wanted. Right now, there is no way that you could get me into a smoke-filled black bar on a Sunday afternoon when I can be outside walking in the desert or the forest. So that wasn't my happiness. Now, I do not regret one minute. I loved every second at Marquis Bar because of the people there. They made it awesome. But that wasn't what my fun was my fun was going to the museum of art to see their japanese festival or going down to uh, lafayette and just wandering around the old antique shops so i learned in this one awesome meditation through this fantastic shaman Rebecca Green that I had totally ignored my own happiness what it was that made me giggle and that I wanted to do and that I had one pissed off little girl inside of me so we became friends and for the next three months Since I connected with her, she proceeded to let me know that she was part of me and she was tired of being locked up in this closet and the key thrown away and forgotten about. And now that I found her, she was going to be with me, and she's going to help me find what it was to make me happy, because that's all she wants, is to be happy. She doesn't need to be overexcited. She doesn't need to go to Disneyland. She just wants to be content. So, at the time, I was a general manager of a TV station, and I was working, and I loved my job that I did. But for some reason, every day at 5.30, when it was time for me to go home, my inner child started kicking me in the gut. She would kick me so bad in the gut that I would double over in pain. And all I could think of was, it's time for me to go home. I'm done working. Why can't I be happy about going home? And for three months, right five minutes before I went home, and even if I went home early that day, it would be right before I went home, I would be doubled over in excruciating pain in my stomach. I couldn't figure it out. It wasn't anything I was eating or drinking, and it was really kind of driving me crazy. At this time, I was meditating, and I thought I was sending energy to her to figure out what was going on, and Well, I connected to her, but I didn't keep listening to her. So it's kind of like I connected to her, and then I said, Okay, now you go back into your box, and I'm going to go on with my life. And she said, Oh, no, motherfucker. You opened up the box. You are going to let me play with you. And you are going to do what your purpose is regardless. And that's when I realized that you don't just connect with your inner child and ignore her. You connect with your inner child and become one with them. And she was kicking me in the gut when it was time to go home because she knew that's where I was the most unhappy. She knew me better than I knew myself. I didn't even realize how unhappy I was with my home life. I mean, I thought it was all cherries. But, you know... That's what happens in New Orleans. You get caught up with festivals and events and alcohol and drugs, and everybody's doing it. And so you just kind of get lost. After three months of dealing with this pain from her, I did another meditation and I talked to her, and she flat out told me you have to be who you are, you have to love who you are, and you have to love everything about your life. If you don't love something about your life, then let's take a look of it and let's change it. Let's get out of these situations. Let's go find new jobs. Let's get out of this house. Let's do whatever it is so that you're at least happy in a medium level again. But your insides, Rachel, you're not happy. It was a big one. It was pretty heavy. I knew she was right. I'd been hiding it for years. Ironically, according to my uh, diaries, I'd been hiding my unhappiness from my marriage for over a year after we got married. So that was like 15 years. (laughs) 15 years. I was totally disconnected. It was pretty cool if I think about it now. So I made friends with her again, told her that I would listen to her every day, and I was going to change my situation no matter what it took. And I did. About two months later, with the help of my family, especially my father, I was able to walk away. And that's what I did. I walked away from a situation that had been making me unhappy and sick for years, and I didn't realize it, and that I needed to find my happiness. Hey, did it hurt? Yeah. I think I've cried more than anybody. But now looking back, which that was a good five, six years ago, it was worth it. So awesome now. Love my life. So, my request to you is next time you're in the bath or the shower or you're in a calm place, of course, you could always log on and do one of my meditations because we often work with our inner child through my meditations, but find yourself a quiet place and either through meditation or through your own imagination, just imagine yourself as a young child and connect. Just imagine yourself. Imagine in your own mind, you don't need to have music or incense or be in a beautiful spot. Just sit down. You know, I love sitting on the toilet. That works too. And imagine what it was like when you were little and Talk to yourself when you were a little kid. Connect again. Remember what it was that made you happy. And go do it. You have to find what your happiness is. Do you know what your happiness is? If you were to write to me right now, and you had 30 seconds to tell me what is your favorite thing to do, can you tell me? And being with your friends and family does not count. What is your favorite thing to do on your own? Now, I mean, it could be a group activity, like playing a sport or something, but what is it that you love to do? If you don't know, then there is your challenge for the day. Not only do I want you to imagine yourself and connect again with your inner child, but I want you to find what makes you happy. I want you to figure it out. And I have no judgment on what people's happiness is, is as long as nobody is um, hurt physically uh, or murdered or killed. Other than that, find what it is that you love to do. Seriously. I don't think there's anything wrong with you like to go and watch pornography. Then if that makes you happy, then that makes you happy. Okay? As long as you're paying for it and everybody makes what they're supposed to. (laughs) If your happiness is going shopping and you don't have any money, then turn your grocery shopping into that happiness time and just change the perspective of it. You don't have to spend a ton of money. Go window shopping. See what the new designs are. Go look in the major windows and then go down to your Goodwill or Angel View and put an outfit together. Your happiness is driving fast. All right, well, maybe you should go find some (laughs) go-karts or an area like the BMW Driving School. Find what it is that makes you happy and make sure that you do it at least once a month. And if you say to me, oh, my happiness is... When I'm scuba diving off the coast of Costa Rica, that's the only place I'm happy, but I can't get there all the time. Well, then you know what? Imagine yourself there when you're kind of blue or off. Yeah, we can't always be in the places that we want to be, but then again, why can't you move there? Why can't you make a way that that is your job, scuba diving, training people? If you actually think about this, your inner child could help lead you to what is really your happiness. And when you figure out what makes you happy and what you love, that might actually be your career. That might actually be what you should be doing. See, I found that my happiness really is making other people happy. But see, I have to be happy first. And my deepest happiness is just being out in the forest with the trees and the rocks and the birds and the snakes and the animals and the insects and talking to the earth. I dig that. But I also love when I get to see a group of people telling me how amazing they feel, how connected they are. So my job is to help connect you. And help you feel good. That makes me happy. Just as much as talking to the trees do. So, thanks to Rebecca Green, I made friends with my inner child. Figured out what it was that pissed her off so much. Took a little bit, but I was able to change the situation. And before you know it, my best friend is me. Myself. All of the other voices that I used to have in my head have gone away because they don't matter anymore. My ego, yeah, she'll pop in every now and then, but pretty much it's my inner child that I ask. Is it okay to turn here? Should I do this or not? And the other thing that she's taught me is I can't plan more than three months out. And even planning three months out sucks. It's hard for me to even figure out what classes I want to teach or take or do. Because I really love this moment here with you. I love being in the moment. I love this excitement of who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But we're really not totally there yet. So, Thank you for listening today. This is Rachel Hammond with Way Chill Life. And today we just did a little discussion about what your inner child is. I hope you take time to imagine yourself and connect with your inner child and start to feel out. And of course, like I said before, you want to go deeper, please log on to either the 80 or any of the online meditations or one of the personal sessions that I do at waychilllife.com. Thank you so much, and I wish you a swell day.